guys can have a seat as well. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you uh, for joining us today. Really excited uh, about this word that I've got. Uh, I love the humans in the room right now. Uh, it's so good to meet with people. Last Sunday was amazing. We packed out, you know, the whole levels, completely COVID safe. Absolutely. Didn't go over our limits or anything. I was counting each space. All right, there's 39 people in here. You can, you can have 41. We're good. But if, an, if a trio walks in, I'm kicking somebody out, you know. That was, it was a great, it was so good to be together. It was really good. So if you don't know me, my name is Darren, one of the pastors here at C3 Victory. Thank you for tuning in to us today. And don't forget, this is being recast this afternoon at five o'clock. It'll be on our, on our YouTube channel tomorrow as well and podcast from then. So we're in a series right now called Follow. And uh, we've been hanging around on Joshua chapter three. So if you want to turn in your Bibles, in your paper Bibles, or if you're at home, you might have digital. It's going to be on the screen as well. And, uh, and in Joshua 3, the Israelites have finally arrived at the Jordan River, where they are about to cross over into the Promised Land. It's, it's, it's an exciting time in Israelite history, and uh, they've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. That's a long time. That's a long, long time. And now it's their moment. It's their moment. This is their time where they get to cross over and take what God has established as their inheritance. It's an exciting, exciting moment. So I'm going to read from Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 3 to verse 5. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip over the first little bit because it's, a, uh, it's a, the start of the verse. And then it says, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the Levitical priests carrying it. You are to move out from your positions and follow it. And then you'll know which way to go. I love that. You follow God, you'll know which way to go. Since you've never been this way before. Whoa. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits. That's almost a kilometer between you and the ark. Do not go near it. In verse 5, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I, I want to hang around on that today, but I, I'm going to give you my three things straight up and then we're going to unpack them. Is that all right? Too bad if it's not. It's all right because I got the microphone. Cool. So, so to follow the ark, to follow God, we need to do three things. And, and Joshua alludes to the first one there is consecrate, anticipate, activate. It's, it's, it's just, just as good preaching, right? They're all rhymes, and so therefore, no. We need to set ourselves apart. We need to get ready and get expectant. And then we need to follow hard after God. That's my three points. We're going home. Thanks, everyone. No, no, no. All right. I, uh, I got the opportunity uh, a few weeks ago to do uh, an awesome multicultural wedding, and uh, it was just oh, so good. I turned up early, you know, I, I always get there about half an hour early, and I'm walking up, you know, next to the chapel, and I see all the groomsmen, and I'm, I'm getting a little bit intimidated right now, and I'm like, oh, okay, and they're all these big, you know, islanders, and they've got these tats up their necks, and head shaved, all the braids going back, and I'm like, whoa, dark sunglasses on, and I'm walking up and they all look to me and I'm like, oh, okay, hi guys, yeah. And then, uh, and then the, uh, the, the groom turns around and he's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And all the groomsmen are like, mm. 
And I just felt a little bit safer at that point, you know. And so we went inside and, uh, and this couple, this couple got radically saved a short time ago, like phenomenally saved. It was amazing. Their story is amazing. And so he's really looking forward to getting married. And we're walking in and we're talking and we're at the front of the chapel and people are starting to come in and you can sense this anticipation. It's like, he's like so pumped and he's like, you know, like he's got his leg going, you know, and he's like, oh, oh, like this. Anyway, after about 20 minutes, the bride arrives, but they're taking photos in the front of the chapel and everyone's like, what's going on? And you can sense the, the anticipation level of the room is going up when everyone's like, oh, this is going to be so good. And then all the kids started, you know, being rowdy and it's like, ah! and I'm like, oh, what is going on? And the doors open. Doors open and uh, the bridal party comes down and the, then the doors close and then da -da 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 -da, the doors open again. There's the bride and she comes down and it's this awesome, beautiful wedding and it's so good. You know, they give their vows to each other. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. They kiss, they're married. We go and sign some paperwork. We come back and I present them and then the whole place just erupts. Like it was like really loud. It was echoey in the chapel. And I'm like, oh, settle down, everyone. You know, and then they, they, they join arms. They head out of the chapel and the band at the back starts to sing. And this guy, he was, he was just going ad lib, talking about how much we follow God and we're giving all our plans to God. And it was this, I'm like, what is happening right now? And I pull out my phone and I'm videoing this guy like, this is powerful. And people are slowly leaving the chapel and everyone's kind of doing a little jig as they leave. Oh, it was awesome. The celebration of this couple had just started. They'd just become married. They'd just become one. They're just stepping into this thing, this new thing for them. They had so much to look forward to. So much to look forward to. The reception, the party was just about to start. You know, they got their whole future together, everything that God has planned for them. They're, they're about to go on holidays. They're about to do their honeymoon. There's so much to look forward to. Some other things maybe as well. It was so awesome. It was so good. They were setting themselves apart to one another. They were highly anticipating all the new that was in front of them. And they were so intent on following God relentlessly into everything that he had for them. Back to verse 5, right? Remember what Joshua said to the people. He said, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. All right, if we're truly going to follow God into everything he has for us. If we're going to follow the ark, follow the power of God, because the ark represents the power and the presence. Pastor Keith talked about the presence of God last week. I'm going to follow the presence. The, the ark also represented to the Israelite people the, the victory of God and the power of God, right? And so Joshua is saying, you need to consecrate yourselves because this isn't going to happen automatically. We need to set ourselves apart. So if you're writing notes, this is point one, consecrate Yourselves. And to consecrate means to separate yourself from something to something. Right. I'm, actually, I'm actually separating myself. I'm setting myself apart from some things to some things. Right? Yep. It's like when you get married, you say, I'm only going to be with this one. 
and you're declaring it in front of everybody and to each other and before God. It's like, this is the one that I'm going to love for the rest of my life. I'm setting myself apart. I'm consecrating myself to this one person, right? This one. And so there's two meanings to this word that I really, really love. And they, they link in super nicely. The first one says, separated for a special holy purpose. Wow. I love that. I'm separated. I'm, 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 I'm set up for a, a very special holy purpose. The second one is removed from common use. So actually, you and I, are we're removing ourselves from common use because we're being set up. We've actually got a special holy calling, a purpose that's not like everybody else's. It's not like the -the run-of-the-mill home brand variety purpose that God set you up for. He hasn't just gone, all right, you... Yeah, all right. We're gonna, you know, you've got the, uh, I don't know, the, 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 this thing. You're gonna clean this for the rest of your life. That's your holy purpose, right? It's not like this run-of-the-mill standard. You know, uh, actually, we're gonna send you down, and you're gonna clean the sand on the shore, right? You know, that's gonna take a while. Yeah. It's, it's not a home brand variety purpose that God has for you. Your life doesn't exist to just finish school, get a job, get married, have some kids, pay off the mortgage, retire, die. That's not it. Right? You were born for a God-given, God-ordained purpose. And you need to set yourself apart for that. I, I notice that Joshua says, consecrate yourself. Right? There's, there's certain things that I need to do to set myself apart so that I can receive what He has for me. Joshua's like, hey, gear up. Get ready. Prepare yourself because we're going to the promised land. Consecration carries with it this sense of separation. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm actually not going to be involved with that anymore. I'm not going to be involved with this or that. You know, there might, be, there might be sin in your life and you go, that's not good, right? I'm going to separate myself. There might be just some unhelpful things in your life. Maybe some unhelpful habits, unhelpful thoughts. I need to separate myself from that. Because I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually called to live higher than that. That's, that's, that's not the sum total of my existence. That's, that's common use. That's just common. That's a common purpose. That's the, that's the kind of stuff that everyone gets tied up in, but not, not you, not me. I'm, I'm actually separated for a special, holy purpose. Consecration carries a sense of renewed commitment. You know, like I'm actually, I'm going to renew my, my commitment to Jesus afresh. I'm going to renew my commitment to following the ark, to following God, to looking to see where he's leading me. God, where are you taking me? Where are you taking our family? Where are you taking us as a church? Let's follow the ark together. Let's renew and restore our commitment to following hard after God. Consecration carries a sense of obedience. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, right, Pastor Key? Obedience, it's the it's, it's the evil word in the world right now, obedience. But here's the thing. Obedience is not simply doing the right thing. It's having the right master. 
Obedience is realizing that, hang on a minute, God's, God's way, that, that's actually the best way, right? It might not be the most popular way, but it's the best way because it sets me up for long-term success, right? So I'm going to follow Him. I'm going to live my life according to His Word and His will and His way because He wants the best for me and he's the wisest one around and he knows how things work and so when I choose to do my own thing it doesn't work out so well anyone like that you know you know you go oh I know God I know that you you want me to do that but (laughs) I know better and then it all explodes in a heap and you go "Mm, you knew all along (laughs) Eh, sorry obedience is about having the right master It's about going, God, you are the best master that I could follow because you love me so much and you've got the best plan and the best purpose for me. So we need to consecrate ourselves, set ourselves apart for God's special purpose for our lives, right? If you're writing notes, write this down. Number two, you ain't seen nothing yet. You remember the song? Bachman Turner Overdrive? I had to look that up. I'm so sorry. I, I had to look that up. You know, you know the song, baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Here's something, I could continue, and I will. Here's something you're never going to forget. Boom, boom, baby, right, right, right? And like, I, Joshua is like, tomorrow, God is about to do, oh my goodness, you ain't seen nothing yet. He's about to do amazing things among you. And the hype level in your, in your soul just went up, but actually that's not what I want. The anticipation and the expectancy level of our hearts has got to match what's coming. We, we, we live right now in a world that is struggling so much with this basic ingredient to human existence, and it's called hope. Joshua had some kind of insight that something good is about to go down. Something big is going to take place. You know, they had, this, they had such a history with the power of God. The, the people of Israel, every single day, they would wake up and they would be like, all right, there's manna again, there's quail again. Yeah. What? And it became commonplace to them. But they had this long history. They had all this stuff that happened 40 years ago. You know, when they got set free from Egypt, and, and, and all the 10 plagues happened, and then we, we, we escaped, and Pharaoh let us go. We don't know why. And then he started pursuing us, and Moses held up the stick, and the Red Sea opened, and we all passed through, and then all the, all the army came after us, and then the Red Sea closed, and they all died. Wow, what's going on? Wow, they had such a history of the power of God. I love the stories that get passed down through generations. What stories are you telling your kids? What stories are you telling each other? Because if the stories have gone dry and the memory's gone dry, we need to reactivate that again. You've got to start telling the testimony of Jesus again. This is what God did in my life. Because, the, because what God did sets me up for what He's about to do. So keep talking. Keep that testimony flowing. Don't let it stop. Keep talking about it. Even if it's small. Oh, I just got this sense that God wanted to, wanted to tell you that He loves you. That's really powerful. This is what God did. 
the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That means that when you tell a testimony, then what happened to you can happen to them. Someone tells you a testimony, what happened to them can happen to you. It's the spirit of prophecy. Whoa. And as I'm talking about, you know, like this is, we're talking about miracles here. We're talking about, you know, prophecy and and the supernatural work of God, right? You ain't seen nothing yet. Pastor Keith, you mentioned last week that you believe that, or you all maybe think that this is the maybe the dawn of the end, yeah. end times. Yeah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Guess what happens in the end times? Acts two verse one, uh, Acts two verse seventeen says, "In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy." Your young men will see visions. Young men watching this, you're going to see visions. Sons and daughters, you're going to prophesy. Stuff like this isn't, this isn't just run-of-the-mill common use. This is next-level kingdom advancement. This is the purpose of God on your life, to advance the kingdom, to build the church. Right? You're struggling with purpose? This is it. This is what we're here for. And this, some of you are like, oh, yeah, this feels good. Maybe God's doing, maybe he's about to do some amazing things. And this little seed of faith is like stirring right deep down in your heart. There's a tiny little spark, a fresh little spark that you know is there. It's because this is what you were born for. This is what you were created for. You weren't, you weren't born for the unfulfilling stuff of the world. God didn't set you up and then set you free and give him relationship with, to, to have a common purpose like everybody else. No, 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 no. You're set up for something good, for something special. Oh, I love it. Joshua's like, remember what God did? Well, guys, you, you, you haven't been this way before. You haven't seen this stuff before. There's some new things that God's going to do in you. Some new things He's going to do in your family. Some new things He's doing in our church because we haven't been this way before. As a, as a, as a collective, as a church, as a body, as a, as a people, we haven't been this way before. So exciting. This is, this is for someone today. I got this for you. That God is going to start to heal people when you pray for them. So start to pray for them. I got this for some of you young people today. You're, you're going to start, God's going to show you a friend, one of your friends. Maybe they're at school, uni, work, whatever. And he's going to show you a friend today. And that, that friend is going to pop into your mind. And he's going to give you something to give that friend. Awesome. A word, a scripture, a verse, a picture, a vision. Just something to give them. And that is going to bring hope and life, and freedom, and joy to them, because they're going to know God is thinking about me. Who's that person that's in your mind right now? Write it down. Write it down. This person, and then you get a, you're going to get an image, or a picture, or a verse, or something. Write it down, and when we're done today, just text them, or call them, or it might be your neighbor. Go and see them. This is what God gave me. I know this is weird. I'm super sorry, but this is what I got, and the person's like, whoa. Activate the prophetic. You ain't seen nothing yet. 
Joshua could see God is about to do some stuff that we have never, ever experienced before. Number three, follow the power. Follow the power. We need to follow the ark. The ark represents the power, the victory of God. And in this, we're talking about all the supernatural things that God does that you can't fabricate. Everything that he, that he does, when you get a sense of his presence and power on your, on your, on your body, when, he, when, when there's a healing that flows or a miracle happens. You know, we had, we had someone in our, in our church many, many years ago back at Shortland, and, uh, and she had to desperately go home to like this way in the outback. I think it was like Gunnada or something. And she's like, I don't have enough. I don't have, it was way out there, way in the, I don't know how, how outback that is. Uh, it's a few hours out there. It's out back for our city folk. But she had like a quarter of tank of fuel and she got there and back on a quarter of tank of fuel. And she's like, I don't know how it happened, but here I am. And I got back and God did a miracle, right? We're talking about miracles and things that are, that are unexplainable, right? You know, you might get a prophetic word. That's unexplainable. You might get a word of wisdom for somebody, speaking in tongues, you know, setting someone free from the, the power of the demonic. This is all unexplainable. What? The world is not ready. The world doesn't have vocabulary to describe the power of God, right? But here's the deal. We're not like the world. We don't, we don't, just, we don't just follow the pack. What are we following? We're not following some whim or just some random idea that pops into our head. Oh, I might just go and do that. Oh, with my entire life. That's not, that's not who we are, right? We're not mystical. We don't believe the universe is guiding us. Whoa, dude, right? We don't believe in karma. We don't believe that everything has a hidden meaning and I've got a, oh, the bottle. Oh my goodness, it's got a white lid. Oh, wow, well, there must be a, a hidden meaning. We don't believe that stuff. We are people of the Spirit. We are people of the Holy Spirit. We follow the leading of the Spirit. We keep in step with the Spirit right? That's who we are. It's the Holy Spirit who guides us, who leads us, who, who fills us, who empowers us, who comforts us, who strengthens us, who reveals to us. He is the one that we follow. We're following the leading of the Spirit, right? He's the one who does miracles. He's the one who does healings. He's the one who does the unexplainable kingdom stuff. When we pray and something happens and we go, that was really cool. Whoa, God did a thing. We, we, we know the voice of God. We know that check in our spirit when He's confirming something to us or when He's warning us about something. We go, oh yeah, right. Good point. Because we're following the Spirit. And here's the deal. We follow the Spirit to the place of power. The Israelites were being led. I'm getting worked up here. I'm unfit. The Israelites were being led into places of power where God's going to move, right? And they're going to win. How good is this? From barrenness, from wilderness, into the promises they were moving into the land where God would show them his power and they would defeat their enemies with his power yeah. 
and then go in and occupy the land. Love it. Jesus did a super similar thing, right? In Luke chapter 8, this won't be on screen. I'm not going to read it. But Jesus follows the Spirit and brings the power of God into a man's life. You know what he did? He sails. They, they, they get into the boat and they sail across the lake. And Jesus meets the man who's got a legion of demons on him. And then Jesus heals him, delivers him, sets him free, loves on him, jumps in the boat and goes all the way back. It's like, whoa, Jesus did all of that for one guy? He followed the leading of the Spirit to the place where God wanted to do something powerful. And he finished his assignment for the day. And he goes to the disciples. All right, back into the boat. Come on, lads. And they all walk. And the disciples are like, it's just one guy. Just the one. Okay. Jesus was following the Spirit into the place where God wanted to do something powerful. Follow the ark. Follow the Spirit. Because God wants to lead you and I into places where he wants to set people free, where he wants to do the miraculous, where he wants to release a word. Or, you know, have you ever had a chat with a stranger and said to them, this is, this is going to sound super weird, I, know, I don't know you, but I'm, I'm learning to hear God's voice and I believe like he's saying this to you. Ever done that? I did that in New Zealand in a, in a Woolworths. And I'm like, the guy's like, um, okay, right, cool. No worries. I'm like, does that mean anything to you? He's like, not really. I'm like, okay, cool. See ya. <laughs> Walked on, but I knew that I'd completed my assignment and it's not my job to make sure the seed gets harvested in that moment. But God's doing a thing. You might, you might walk into a situation today that might be funky or this week that might be wrong or weird. And you're like, something's going down here. Like, this is, this is odd. Or maybe there's an anticipation in your spirit as you're walking into a place and that's the Holy Spirit saying, we're about to do something. And that's when you need to turn to the Holy Spirit and just be like, okay, wh what do you want to do right now? Yeah. And how can I help? Follow the ark. Yeah. Follow the, the power of God into the places where he wants to bring life and freedom right. and healing and blessing, and encounter, and salvation to a person, to a real person's real life. 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 4 to 5, it's on the screen. It says, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction or assurance, right? So we need to set ourselves apart from the commonality of the world, from what everyone else is pursuing. That's not for you. God's got bigger, better, awesome things for you to pursue. That's to pursue the power of God. It's one of the reasons why you're here on this earth, is to advance the kingdom, build the church anticipate be expectant what is God going to do in you today what is God going to do through us as a body 
moving into the new, moving into the future. Awesome. And then we need to follow him into the new, into this powerful thing that he wants to do. Where is he leading you? To do what powerful thing through you?